0: Quinta Brunson took classes at the Second City in Chicago and Los Angeles, and was performing with I.O. West when she first found success not on stage, but online, thanks to a 2013 Tumblr video, followed by a series of shorts she made for Instagram known as He Got Money or The Girl Who's Never Been on a Nice Date. A gig with BuzzFeed followed suit, where she developed, wrote, and starred in series for Facebook Watch, YouTube, and Go90. Brunson has appeared on shows on ABC, The CW, and Comedy Central, writes and provides a voice on Adult Swim's Laser Wolf, and had a deal to develop a sitcom for CBS with Jermaine Fowler and Larry Wilmore in 2018. That fell through, but in doing so, it opened the door for Brunson to join the cast of HBO's A Black Lady Sketch Show. Brunson sat down with me to talk about the first season on HBO and what's to come. So let's get to it! Quinta Brunson.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, Batman.
0: Last things first. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw somebody you didn't know mm-hmm. wearing a He Got Money t-shirt? Wow.
1: Last time I saw somebody I didn't know. Yeah. Someone tagged me in a photo on Instagram. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah, someone bust the shirt out and just put it on. I don't know what the reason was. And mm-hmm. they tagged me in the photo on Instagram. And it was nice. I was like, I'm happy that's still circulating. It's like some deep cut work now. Like, it's like a deep track for people. Was that the f- first and only merch you've done? or uh, I did Do you have other some merch? other merch with, from, with sayings from videos. Mm-hmm. But that whole series was the only merch I've ever done. Merch is hard. Like, you know, unless you have, uh, you know, a business flowing under you, mm-hmm. like with people working for you, it's a hard thing to do. I remember doing that merch and I was bagging and tagging up those shirts all by myself with like the help of a few friends. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. It's an entire business in and of itself.
0: That's what I wonder. Some of my friends who are YouTubers, mm-hmm. they're still making... Merch. And selling merch. Yeah, and because, I wonder how much of your time that yeah. becomes. It just
1: depends on, like, how you want to spend your time. I think mm-hmm. it is good money for people. But I think for me, eventually, I found my time to be a little bit more... Uh, I needed to place my time elsewhere, right. you know, my how, time and energy elsewhere. How many shirts
0: did you end up selling?
1: Sold a lot. Um I, I don't remember how many units, the fancy word for shirts. I moved, but I, I definitely, like made a pretty penny. I made, like, over 20000 Okay, and for me at the time, that was a, a lot of well, money. Well, my, my follow-up question was
0: going to be, like, <laughs> was that your main source of income that year?
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely, because I, I actually wasn't, you know, on YouTube. Um, I never was, like, a YouTuber. I right. made my videos on Instagram. Before, Instagram video was, like, a thing. It was when they first... Got video, but it didn't become what it is today like i g t v and being able to share and stuff. so when I first started making those videos there was there were no ads, there was no real way to make money, mm-hmm. so merch was my income because I didn't have like youtube revenue um whenever you saw like a video of mine or something somewhere else, that was someone else ripping it and putting it on something. Eventually I started a YouTube channel cuz I understood that
0: that was important to, to do to own your content. Yes, definitely. Well, actually wasn't your very first video first on Tumblr before Insta? It probably as I was doing my so research. Much.
1: It probably was um, on I,
0: I watched a video of you trying to make your butt clap. Yes, that was But just... it was from Tumblr. Right. was the source, not
1: So I think that I posted it on my personal Instagram mm-hmm. first and then People loved it so much that I shared it to my Tumblr. I was big into Tumblr at the time. I'm still pretty big into Tumblr, but yeah. I, I, I like <laughs> You're shared keeping
0: it. Tumblr alive. I
1: fucking love Tumblr. Aren't you sad Tumblr went away?
0: Well, I'm older than you, so. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sad that Tumblr is not the titan it once was. It was such a free space. I mean, I'm still on Tumblr, but it's just not the same since Damn. they got rid of the porn. <laughs>
0: Like, I know I'm laughing because it's a sentence you wouldn't expect anyone to say and yet it's, but
1: it's true, it's true. I, it, it changed the nature of the beast and it's not like I was like sharing porn or like publishing porn but something about the porn represented the freedom of mm-hmm. it and then once it's taken away it just feels like it's not as free a place another anymore. corporate
0: enterprise <laughs>
1: Damn it. give me back my porn hashtag free the nipple <laughs> free the penis <laughs> Free the vulva. Tumblr was out of control. You'd see straight up, like, inside a mm-hmm. woman's... Air. It's, it was out of control. Is this going off the rails? <laughs> it was crazy,
0: though. Was well, crazy. I was going to say, I read it in a, in a different interview, Gave that you actually started your, uh, your digital life and career with coding on MySpace. Yeah. Oh my and God. I was like, you must have been just a... A scrappy teenager. A wee baby, yeah. yeah. I
1: think I was, like,
0: t- MySpace. Like, what, that's 18? That's 2005 to two thousand fifteen. 15, yeah. I was,
1: yeah, 15 to 18, yeah. And you, when you, you, do you remember when you made your MySpace page?
0: You could pimp your MySpace page. Right. Like so to about. customize
1: it, mm-hmm. you had to learn how to code a little bit if you wanted it to get it where you wanted it to be. If you wanted to make any type of theme that wasn't given to you on MySpace, you had to learn how to code. I don't think you even realized that you were learning how to code, you know? <laughs> you you were just like, I fucking You're need this like, Sean <laughs> Paul song on my page and then you had to go learn how to code. I to need get butterflies. Get I, <laughs> I need <laughs> I need rock aware symbols. I need people I need to know. glitter
0: to appear on I my need... profile picture.
1: <laughs> I need my top eight customized.
0: Now see I as a man in my forties um, You're a good day over 39. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like at the time, customizing your MySpace was the blessing and the ultimate curse mm. for that platform. Mm. It was like. Because it got to a point for me where loading a page, you didn't know what was going to happen mm. when you hit on somebody's MySpace. That's very true. It might just blow up your computer with all sorts of <laughs> was, songs, auto playing songs, and then the the, yeah. the comments you could put on somebody's page would have autoplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. might have six different it was out of control. musical things happening. Yeah, it was like just for
1: very wanting Android-ish. You to be in my top eight. Yeah, it, it, they yeah, they lost all order. It was you could not have a top eight at one point, remember that? Like, you could just be like, I'm so cool, I don't have a top eight. And it's like, well, that goes against the whole... Do you remember that?
0: Well, I remember that you could, yeah, that you could change it so you could have none, or you could change it so it was your top 24. Or... Yeah, that
1: was, that's when things got out of control. <laughs> it wasn't standard anymore, remember? it was. It that's
0: was... what made Facebook different, was Facebook was...
1: We like structure.
0: Was structure.
1: Was the truth that we, like, order... Is this a podcast? What is, is this? A it's a podcast? Yeah, oh we're podcasting God. right
0: now. Damn it. I know. Congratulations on a Black Lady Sketch Show, by the way. Thank you. I
1: thought this, I those in the podcast. Which I, is why we're talking. I, I take though. back everything I said.
0: <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is cracking you down. No, you haven't said anything bad. Okay. You're pro, you're pro porn, you're pro television: tull- I mean, you're, <laughs> you're pro everything at this point. You're not against anything.
1: <laughs> I'm pro life.
0: Yeah. Um, wait,
1: is that the bad one? Oh, wait. It?
0: Yeah. It depends on No, Pro choice. It. Yes, I'm pro-choice. Right. Sorry,
1: see, this is why I don't like podcasts. I'm afraid I'm pro-choice.
0: Well, you can say if you're against the death penalty, you're pro-life. No, I see,
1: know we're getting to, we're getting. Look, we're getting, she's like, We're, we're mudding the water. We're f- mudding. No, wa- I'm confused. the No, water. I'm pro-choice.
0: I'm pro-choice. When we're really just here to talk about you, and your yeah. Comedy let's go career. to the yeah. Thanks. So this part. Black Lady sketch show happened uh, in part because other shows didn't happen, right? Yeah, you were working on something with oh yeah for sure. And Robin was working on something, and
1: yeah, Robin was working on a pilot uh, at the time, uh, I believe for ABC. Mm -hmm. And I had a pilot I was working on with Jermaine Fowler and Larry Wilmore, and that was going to be on CBS. And that pilot didn't go, and Robin's pilot didn't go. She had been keeping in touch with me uh, for a very long time. She was like, hit me up out of the blue and was like, I have this idea and I really want you to maybe be a part of it. Maybe you can come write on this. And I told her I couldn't because I was doing a pilot. And she was like, cool, got it. I'm just going to keep in contact with Mm -hmm. you. And she did all the way up and that was like a three month period of her keeping in touch all the way up until she was like, I want you to come be a cast member on this. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the end of the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) How, how, so then at what point, at what point was the show, how much of the show had been formed by the time you joined it then?
1: Um, it had been formed, you know, it had been written. Okay. Uh, they, they were in the writer's room. They had been finishing up, uh, when I was asked to come join as a cast member. Okay. Um, the timing worked out because I found out my pilot wasn't going and then it was about three months until we actually started filming that show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was formed. What was nice was I knew some of the writers in the room. So that was tight. I was like, Oh, okay. I like that person. I kind of, I like where their humor is because I think as a, as a up and as a writer, I definitely was sad. I missed out on that chance to be in the writer's room. Cause I've always wanted to be in the writer's room on a sketch show. But I did trust a lot of the people in Are there. you in a
0: writer's room for Adult Swim or no?
1: Yeah, I am. But I wanted to be in a writer's room for a sketch show, you okay. know, for, especially that one. I just had things I wanted to do. But it also was a relief to come in as an actor. And I didn't realize that until I got there. I was like, this is nice to just come and act, not have to do anything else. This is life. I see why people do this. But yeah, I'm used to being um, in a writer's or, or writing the stuff that I'm working on. So this is my... You know, second or third experience Just being an actor mm-hmm. um, But yeah, it would have been nice to be in that room too <laughs>
0: What? How do you see your Role in the quartet Of core members?
1: Yeah I think I'm the stoner mm-hmm. Which people will see throughout the series um, Based on Real life Previous me We are just having A conversation in the car I think I'm have definitely I've had to stop Smoking weed as much Because I have a different reaction Than I used to Okay But I used to smoke All the time And so I think I'm the stoner Kind of like The free Flowing one We've joked that I've just come from A festival In the series uh, With my outfit and all But that's true I am the festival goer Um yeah, I'm the one who kind of is just, I'm the stoner friend. Okay. <laughs> as stoner as I could be. How,
0: how is this moment for you right now in the summer of 2019, how does it compare to what you envisioned when you decided to, to leave Temple University? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? College is great, but... Mm-hmm you started taking classes in second city, yeah. right? And you're like, but you know what?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm going for it. This is Is this what you vi- like I how does it's this like compare to when-
1: what I <laughs> <laughs> It is though. It's weird. It's completely what I envisioned when I left college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course I didn't know there was going to be a show, a sketch show on HBO, Black Lady Sketch. Show. Right. I never I didn't know I was ever going to know Robin. I didn't know any of that stuff, but I just—I knew some semblance of this would happen. I was like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to do comedy, and I'm going to be a part of comedy somehow, and it's going to be fine. And I'll be doing an interview (laughs) with a man at a table (laughs) 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 on the day of our. But like, I was
0: reading the the essay you wrote about that decision. Like, you had written an essay for Cosmo.
1: Stop reading my stuff, man! What? Stop reading my stuff. That's what you're supposed to do, (laughs) then. You, uh, you wrote
0: this this did, essay for Cosmo Cosmo did I? About, I wrote it? Yeah. Oh well Was it an interview? You may have ghostwritten it, but Was it an interview? It was written in the first person and you're talking about yeah. all these. Decisions oh, I remember you made. that
1: weird interview. Yeah, no, it was written in the first person, but there was an interview. I was oh. like, why did you I didn't
0: And then they just wrote
1: Yeah. The fuck, Cosmo. <laughs> like that was weird. I, I still that to You're you like, know. Yeah, my boyfriend was
0: in Chicago. Yeah, it, I know,
1: I was like that's so strange to change it to first person. it's enough time has passed for me to mm-hmm. tell Cosmo that that was fucked up. I shouldn't have never, I didn't give you permission to do
0: that. Ah. But like when you when you made that initial decision to take classes at Second City, one uh-huh. of the things that you said was like you were the only non white
1: Yeah, for sure face
0: in the in the in the classes and in the rooms. Uh-huh. And now here we are fast forward not Look at that. that long and now you're on a show that doesn't have any white faces <laughs> yeah. in, yeah, yeah. And yet, you know, and yet that's, I still keenly identify with the show as an, it's great as a middle-aged white guy. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's totally. No, I,
1: I think it's life. great. I think because like
0: it's not a weird thing where yeah, a network note has to go, hey, can we find like a a weird white friend to put in this right. sketch? Or?
1: Right, right, right. And I think like. That was, I think that was Robin's goal with the show and the writer's mm-hmm. room. Like, they, 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 it's of course going to be, univ- comedy is off, is universally funny. You know, funny is funny and like, it is what it is. And I think that um, that was the goal, of course, with the show. The goal when you make anything is for anyone to be able to watch it right. and feel the human connection. And um, what was funny about it is like, even when I was at Second City and I was the only like blackface, or I'm pretty sure in my class, like I, I think I was the only person of color in like my class at the time. I didn't care as much then. Like I was like, whatever, this is just the way it is. Like mm-hmm. I've seen SNL, I've seen Improv Space, it's fine. Like, right.
0: It was only five years ago that SNL was saying we don't, we can't right. find a black lady right. for our sketch. A show. hunt I
1: always found to be just so insulting. And <laughs> to be honest, well, on your series just blows like, that whole. And um, you know, and then like being on this, I was like it is crazy that it is that it is that way, you know, but I think that this show just like gave me more room. And I've said this before, but this show gave me more room to not be the only black person in the room and to feel as a, as a black person, you feel like this responsibility, whether you want to or not to stand up for like your race, to be a good role model or to be, to feel bad about being a bad role model or like, (laughs) and then as a black woman, double the entendre, it's like so much to worry about. Yeah. I felt a little bit of that weight off of me and that's the weight that I never even knew I kinda had when I was the only black face in my improv uh spaces.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy because this summer just blows all of those conventional wisdoms out out the door. Yes. I, I interviewed um Diallo and Bashir. Yes, yes. Who have not one but two shows I know. on just
1: and two great this, um, shows. And they're both great. Two great shows. And they're both,
0: like, just completely genre-specific yeah. shows. But it it just proves that yeah. it doesn't matter who... You can tell great stories. Yeah, it doesn't and matter. And you don't have to fit into these square boxes or and holes.
1: another thing I love about, like, Sherman showcase, mm-hmm. even airing it at the same time as Black Lady Sketch, it was like, it... it I'm watching people discover... My favorite part is watching people discover these two shows separately. Oh, right. And then being like, oh my God, like... I think this one's my fave. No, I think this was this one's my fave. Wait, I think I like both of these shows. Like, is that crazy? And especially like some white people. They're like, Hey guys, is it okay to like both of these black shows? Was like, guys, we've we've made them for your consumption and enjoyment. Like, yeah, they're just specific the way we've been watching. Like, I mean, i, I was just watching uh Starsky and Hutch again. Like, I don't have that experience, but mm-hmm. it's still good and it's funny and I like it and that's what we want people to feel with our shows.
0: You're talking about the movie stuff. The movie, yeah. Right, not yeah. the cop, not the. Gritty no, no, no. The 1970s film. G- the
1: film, the film. And <laughs> Which if, if you want to argue about whether or not that film. Look, I like. Because I like a good B movie. Now it I it is want, going off the rails. I want you guys to stop. <laughs> look, I like a good B movie. I like a good Daddy's Home, okay? Mm-hmm. I, you ever seen Daddy's Home? I have not. You should watch it. Watch it on a Sunday. Before I
0: watch Daddy's Home, too.
1: <laughs> daddy's home too is trash. Oh okay. Daddy's home too is trash. No, no. Daddy's home
0: because of Mel Gibson?
1: Yes, but he he but all, before that the story. Okay. Daddy's home fire. Mm-hmm. The the correct daddy's home to is Blockers Which uh-huh. is oh, Have you seen that I have seen Blockers Okay so Blockers Is the daddy's Because HBO And it's <laughs> 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 Nice Nice HBO plug. That's the daddy's home too We deserve Okay And you need I want people out there To stop shitting on B-movies B-movies are fun And good mm-hmm. And you just drink a beer Watch them on TBS With your family Okay <laughs> Everyone's so cool Mr. Cool guy's
0: out there Um, Sorry When you moved To LA Uh huh did you have a game plan? I know you had a job, but did you mm-hmm. have? Uh mm
1: Nope. Same. Same little stupid plan. I'm I'm going to work in comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. How long did it take? Were there, Were there any struggles, or was it pretty? Yeah,
1: I mean, I worked at like I worked at the Apple Store. I transferred from Philadelphia. I worked at the Apple Store in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and transferred to L.A. and worked out here. And I was doing that to make money and doing improv on stage at IOS, RIP. Yeah, yeah crazy. Um, and uh, Second City out there, mm-hmm. out here, and then another place called the Improv Space in Santa Monica. Okay. And so I was just doing that, just hoping that something would happen. And then, like, Instagram video happened but like I said, at the time, it wasn't anything yet. So I just was, like, posting stupid right. stuff for my friends. I mean,
0: Vine was where people were posting video.
1: Right. And even... But at that time, Vine had Vine even, was
0: Vine was seven seconds. Yeah. Instagram was 15 seconds. Right, right, right.
1: And Vine hadn't even been, like, turned into a thing yet. You know how Vine... It hadn't been turned into, like, oh, you can be a star on right. Vine. It was just, like, people posting stupid videos. So I think that, like... I had this plan of working in comedy, and I just was doing it on any stage possible. I hadn't started stand-up yet, but you know, Instagram just seemed like another stage. Mm-hmm. And so I just got to do comedy on Instagram. And so I just kept working in that. I want to work in comedy. I want to work in comedy.
0: Where were you at in your, in your career path when Issa's web series hit? Uh, Issa's web series was out while I was in college. You are young.
1: and i actually like didn't watch Issa's web series it was something that everybody was telling me to watch Mm -hmm. and i was like no i was like i don't want to watch that it sounds similar to something i'm (laughs) like, i don't want to see that i'm the awkward black girl i was like i don't watch that shit like but i knew that it was fire Mm because everyone was talking about it but i also didn't want to watch it i think i don't know if you've like ever had that but it's like that art that artist thing where you're like ah you hear something that's very similar to yours you don't want to see it for fear of like it being the same thing as what right. you want to do. So I like didn't watch or being it. being
0: angry or jealous. Yeah, or and I didn't even want to feel those feelings. I was mm-hmm. like,
1: I don't want to. So um, okay. I got into her web series later and was like, oh, cool, this is tight. But um, in college, I was just like afraid to watch it. But um, no, I mean, even when I when I first came to L.A., the, f- the first time, I came for three months to test mm-hmm. it out. I took classes at the Second City and I started to see if I could work. And the first job I had was a PA on a donald glover music video and it was through kyle newichick who is from oh workaholics Workaholics. yeah he was directing the music video okay and there was a producer there at the time named um uh not andrew reynolds adam reynolds he Mm -hmm. was a producer on workaholics and he produced the video he was my friend from college's brother and i was like so desperate i was like i just want to be a pa Mm -hmm. on comedy central and like At the time, he was also producing Key & Peele. Key & Peele didn't need anyone at the time. And he was like, well, you can come do this music video because I just wanted to learn how a set, you know, worked in L.A. And I wanted to see something. So that was, like, my first experience. And to me, it was like, even though this was a music video, I was like, I'm around all these comedy people. I'm working in comedy. Mm -hmm. The dream is in motion. So, like, it was just, like, always staying on that path. Yeah, you're
0: surrounded by people who are making it. So there you go. You're sort of making it. yeah. When um, I know you got also kind of got into BuzzFeed through friends. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What? Tell me about the significance of having a contract with them. Yeah. So, I think
1: with BuzzFeed, first of all, BuzzFeed was a nine to five job, mm-hmm. and that's something that like was confusing. To people,
0: Was it confusing
1: to you? No, okay. no, because
0: I had worked before. And I
1: was like, I get jobs. You worked jobs. at the Apple I get jo- When I worked at Apple, I had a contract. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to just be like flailing around an Android on the floor, right? You work at Apple. You sign a contract. Mm-hmm. It's a good job, Apple, by the way. So with any good job comes like a clause of, you know, what you can and can't do. And so, uh, and so like, I think that, When I got to BuzzFeed, that made sense to me because Apple was another big company that had, like, you know, guidelines and, like, here's how we do stuff. So with BuzzFeed, the contract didn't bother me. It was like, don't work for other companies. I was like, I get that. It made sense to me. Um, That was pretty much what the contract was. Oh. And then I became a partner with Mm -hmm. the company. I, I became a talent with the company, which involved a bigger contract, which meant partnering with the company to create series, you know? That's what I'm... That's, that's the what one I'm you're talking, talking about. Yeah. So that one, yeah, was about Because it's like,
0: not just like you're making videos and you're hoping that YouTube monetizes yeah. it. I could you're to YouTube. Paid to, you're <laughs> yeah. You're actually getting paid to make videos.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, that contract was like, yeah, making viral content for the company that hopefully, would turn into something else. You're making it with the goal of it turning into a series Mm -hmm. or something. And so doing that opened up, of course, a better paycheck for me. Mm -hmm. But more of a partnership saying that my goal was to create
0: series and not just viral videos. Um, Did all the series you ended up making for Facebook and for mm -hmm. Go90 and Mm -hmm. for YouTube Red, did all of those come out of BuzzFeed? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. Sold through BuzzFeed, created for the purpose, you know,
0: to be sold. What did you learn about the way the business works or doesn't work in this digital age, working with these upstart platforms?
1: That's a good question.
0: Because I don't think I've still watched a Go90. Well, Go90's not even. Right. Well,
1: that's what I learned. <laughs> But there's plenty of these things. They disappear. The new one is called Quibi. Quibi, yeah. I don't know about Quibi. We'll see what happens. I don't know.
0: We'll see what happens. I'm only just this past week starting to come around to TikTok. I know. But I put it off for a year because I was like, I don't think that's a thing. And then
1: some things are just like, I'm too old for it. Like, I'm not getting it. TikTok is something I feel very deeply in my soul. I'm too old for it. I want to enjoy it on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to That's how I'm enjoying it right now. I haven't
0: signed up myself. And
1: I think that's okay. Like, I don't actually want to get a TikTok account. I just want to enjoy it on Twitter.
0: But part of it is a combination of old person and cynical. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to last, so why should I bother... Oh, okay. I don't Sna- think I'm as Snapchat's cynical. Snapchat's going to really be a thing.
1: Well, Snapchat's a thing. I don't think I'm as cynical. I think I'm more just like, uh, I'll pick my battles. I don't mm-hmm. have Snapchat anymore. Snapchat doesn't
0: appeal to me as a person. Well, Instagram really took away a lot of their... Love Instagram.
1: But I never liked Snapchat. That was the thing. Like, I mean, I just like...
0: insta story the new
1: Popeyes chicken sandwich. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I need to get my hands on the sandwich. But it's right around the corner. I know. I'm thinking about. I've already looked it up. I was thinking about it on the way here. It's, <laughs> it's Popeyes thing. Um So sorry. No, I get it, but. Exactly. That's how I like to consume my stuff. I love mm-hmm. Twitter, right? I love Twitter, and I love yeah. what Twitter
0: brings to Roy me. Roy Wood Jr. tweeted about Wendy's right? coming after Popeye's, yeah, exactly. and I'm like, you know what? Now I want a Popeye's sandwich. To,
1: and I love to get my TikToks mm-hmm. through Twitter, whatever I need to learn from Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I don't need to actually partake in those things. And like Quibi, Quibi is going to be interesting to watch because they're delving into territory I've been in before right. um, with a lot of money, and it's like I want to see what will happen if I had to predict, I think that it's not going to work out the way they think it is. Like, digital doesn't care about your money. Digital doesn't care about, like, your big names. Digital wants what digital wants. But it's also know? not easy
0: to, to predict because you would think YouTube, with all of their money, mm-hmm. would be able to be a monster. And yet mm-hmm. they've just abandoned everything.
1: Because it doesn't work that way. Like, it's, digital does not work like television. Mm-hmm. We, we decide what we want, not the other way around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? TV is pushing things to us. Mm-hmm. Digital is almost the exact opposite. You know, like the people decide what we think is important and what's not. Um, but who knows? I mean, Facebook has done a good job. Facebook actually killed it. They get it.
0: They get That's like. That's where Quinda versus everything.
1: Yeah. And ways. they get it. After working with YouTube Red, Go90, Facebook Watch, mm-hmm. They get it. YouTube Red did the paywall. Dumb. We're not paying for anything. <laughs> Facebook, smart. Free. Run ads. We don't care about ads. Shows that are easily consumable to the person on the train, like, smart. Now they've got they've got their Emmy shows. They're playing it in a way that makes sense. Quibi, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. More power to them.
0: What are you going to do?
1: Me? Yeah. Just going to chill. <laughs> wait, wait <laughs> to see. Face, like, I have a series on Facebook now called Hair Flick, and that's like a hair uh, tutorial
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, mixed with movies. Um, so, for instance, we did The Shining. So, we did twist outs in the style of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. So, we we create we get Stanley style and apply it to a hair tutorial, a really popular format on Facebook and YouTube. But Quibby, I don't want to be a guinea pig for Quibby, and I don't want to be Facebook knows what they're doing, so I like working with them, but I think all the new companies I'm going to just like, stay away from.
0: Well, the, the next year is also going to see a, a wave of all these new platforms, HBO Max, Disney Plus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in there. <laughs> now that. Right, because they're all going to need apartment. content. Yeah, I'll be over there. Did you ever mess with CISO or no? I loved CISO. Yeah. I was sad that CISO went under because that was a place where I would have wanted to put a show. I mean, I just loved what they were doing there.
0: That's one thing I can't understand, especially since NBC right. is going to launch another mm-hmm. streaming platform next year. Like, why? They had CISO. They had a place to start.
1: Right. But I think, like like I said, it's hard. I think, like, you, you can't you, force something on people. You can't like. force it. Like, people have to genuinely be like, we, want, we will sign up for this. Mm-hmm. And if not, then
0: it's just not worth it. So what, is it, what does it say to you that people are wanting Black Lady Sketch Show?
1: Um,
0: After so many years of people saying, oh, no, Black ladies, no, no. <laughs> to have not only get the show on the air, but to have people going, oh, this is great.
1: Um, I think that the people who made it made a good project. Mm-hmm. And I think that people wanting and enjoying it is we've we've, it's been missing for so long right and so people are like oh my god this i saw this tweet the other day that was so beautiful to me the girl said um my favorite part about watching black i'm paraphrasing but she said her favorite part about watching the sketch show she's a black woman was Mm -hmm. that when she watches other shows she has fear inside of her of being the butt of the joke. Oh. you know. She's like afraid that at some point when a black woman appears on screen that that person's going to be the butt of the, of the joke. And she said this is the first time she's ever watched a comedy and has never felt like that. And I was like, that's amazing. So, I mean, that feeling, I think, is important for people and it's been missing for black women. But then other people are just seeing a new perspective on sketch comedy. I mean, I enjoy watching Alternatino because I have not seen anybody give that perspective before yeah. it's just like fun it's not like he's re- no one is reinventing the wheel here but it's just fun to see different perspectives right. put on sketch you know and so like i think that's people it just was Are missing people watching
0: that though i don't know <laughs> i have no i have no i don't know i haven't been paying attention
1: to, i haven't been paying attention to, i think look <laughs> this <laughs> is my fear of podcast right i think that that is a fantastic show i think it's hard with cable. It's like right now it's like between streamers and premium cable. Yeah. Everyone in the middle is like suffering. That's what right. I if think. If you can't
0: watch it on demand.
1: That's what I'm saying. And like, I think I can't, well, I couldn't find like broad city when it was airing. Uh, it's last season. I could mm-hmm. not get my hands on it. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm not even sure if you can find, um, I call it alternatino live once. Cause I have Hulu live. Mm-hmm. And, like, not that many people in my my generation, I think, even have live TV. So if we can't find it after the fact, it's hard to watch. But that doesn't mean it's not a good show. Like I think, no, I think it's a good show. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm just wondering. I know. Yeah, I mean, I think that HBO has people there. HBO has the subscription base. Like, people are going to watch. People want to watch. People want to watch HBO. It's, like, the cool thing to do. I'm not sure that. Um, certain cable networks have that appeal. Although I'm just right
0: tell you, I was worried that putting it on Friday nights wasn't a good sign at first. Or I was worried because I, felt I was like...
1: happy it was on Friday. Really? Yeah, I want to be on Sunday. Sunday's like intense. Sunday's intense.
0: But I feel like with Wyatt's Wyatt show is on Fridays. Maybe because Wyatt show is serious and people didn't want that.
1: I don't look. I don't even know. Like I mean, I watched. uh Bill Maher it's our lead mm-hmm. in the other and I was like this actually is like kind of nice like I was enjoying like getting some his take and uh-huh. then and I don't even like necessarily enjoy his take but I enjoyed watching his show and, a and watching in. ours <laughs> I did I was like for some reason this combo was working for me it might not work for everybody else mm-hmm. but Sunday I just feel is intense like okay. Sunday is have you seen Sunday there's a lot going on, on Jesus Sunday. Christ it's sex it's boobs it's dragons mm-hmm. we don't like We don't have the drama You know To to like mm-hmm. Be on Sunday So I think Friday Is really fun It reminds me of TGI Fridays It's like yeah Come over here And get your little Like dumb sketch shit And then Sunday Do whatever you wanna do And then watch for the rest Of the weekend right. People have just been Watching for the rest Of the weekend Do you miss 227
0: Cause we got 227 reboot
1: You guys like some 227 over here <laughs> You guys
0: want some stupid ass sketch? Come on over. Um, One thing before I let you go, okay, or you let me go. Did I
1: do a good job with this podcast?
0: Doing great. All right. Um, One of the one of the common threads for you and Robin and Issa Mm -hmm. is like uh, Larry Wilmore as this weird fairy godfather. (laughs) I love Larry. But he's like been like sort of behind the scenes on. Yeah. All this stuff. So many
1: things people don't even know about. Yeah, what yeah. is
0: what is that about? Um what's your perspective from working with him?
1: For me with Larry, I met Larry on his show and I think Larry just likes a good old fashioned um like straightforward person. Mm-hmm. I think Issa's like that. I think it's very much him and Robin's relationship. The first time I met Larry, it was talking politics on his show. That's literally how we met. And I think that he just enjoyed my perspective. And I enjoyed his. His his perspective was a little bit Did he say
0: you kept it a hundred or did he give you a T?
1: <laughs> no, I kept it a hundred. I kept <laughs> it a hundred. But I think that Larry works well with uh people who have that really honest strand. Um, And I think he he, That
0: goes back to Bernie Mac.
1: And I was about to go there and he's very honest. Like Mm -hmm. Larry, he's, he knows I feel this way. Larry and I, like when we are working on our project, we butt heads all the time, but that's because neither of us really like holds back. And we want, we have a certain idea in mind and we're trying to, trying to get it out, trying to be honest about how we feel as artists and, and what kind of story we want to tell. And I think he's so good with taking people's stories and like turning them into a show. He is the definition of a showrunner and a show creator because he's so good at taking the thing and saying, "Boop, that's our show like that is a show you know, and we you might have to go through a lot to get there mm-hmm. but I love the the care he takes with things and he's been behind the scenes on so many he was behind the scenes on blackish on the office like yeah. he he's so important in that way that he he goes here's our story here's our show let's not forget how a scene works that's my favorite thing about larry i come from the talking generation uh shout out to like lena dunham and like people like that who just like will make entire scenes just talking and larry's like very much like talking is not a scene (laughs) something has to happen in a scene he's really good about
0: that kind of stuff
1: there needs to be a plot, like, in case you forgot. And he's good about that, but he's also like, I'm, I don't want to sacrifice what is your artistic integrity. Let's mm-hmm. meld the two. Let's talk about how to plot, how to tell a story, and what story you want to tell. And I think he sees that in people, and he, he wants to turn that into something.
0: So I mean, I think there's also there. room for Quinta with comedians in cars getting coffee. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> we have a show, Larry and I, that we'll make one day. It's called Quinta Brunson is right at least once a week, and it's just going to be a talk show where, at least once a week, I mm. will be right about one of the topics I'm talking about. I <laughs> the show I, airs once a week, I only uh-huh. have to be right about one thing. One thing per
0: episode. You yeah, be, yeah.
1: And then and people can clock me on it. Like I'm going to predict something uh-huh. and, and 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 talk about the things that happen. And then I'll be right about at least one thing. Quinta
0: yeah. and I'll watch that show. Yes.
1: Yes, our first subscriber. Coming soon on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> Last Things
0: First This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brezel at Showbread Studios.